Chapter 1. Bluffton, South Carolina. 2010. The unopened letter perched on the side table like a single wing about to take flight. Katie Vaughn, who at 35 went by Kate, wanted to open the letter, but waited. For Kate, the first day of spring held more than blooming daffodils. It was still a day of firsts. Kate had a ritual, a sacred ritual. She made sure that she did something she'd never done before, something that would count as new on the first day of spring. Six years ago, she'd opened her boutique. The year before that, she ran a marathon with her sister. Of course, there was that trip to California with Nora. Then four years ago, the midnight swim in the darkest water with Rowan, the first time he'd visited her in South Carolina. It didn't matter what she did or said or saw, as long as it hadn't been done or said or seen before. This year, Kate's parents, Nicole and Stuart, would meet Rowan's parents for the first time. After four years of dating, Kate and Rowan had finally found a day and time when both sets of parents were not only willing, but also able to meet. They'd tried this before, but someone always had a reason for backing out, a canceled flight, a threatening hurricane, a bout of the flu, or mostly overwhelming job responsibilities. Holidays had become a source of agony. Who would get Kate and Rowan? Kate wasn't sure she was ready for this meeting, but as she knew, life moved ahead without her permission. And yes, it was time. Four years of dating and the parents should meet. Or so she was told. The door buzzer forced its cracked sound into her loft, and her mom's voice came to the intercom. Buzz me up, darling. Katie's loft was on the second and third floors of a historic brick building above the boutique she owned. Her living space ran the length and breadth of the building and overlooked an oak-lined street front bordering the lush, broad river. When the elevator doors opened, Kate's mom, Nicole, appeared with a cigarette balanced delicately between her fingers, like a gymnast on a balance beam. Mom! Kate held her nose in disgust. Not in here, seriously. Oh, darling. Mom came close and kissed Kate's cheek with the cigarette held up and out. Nicole ambled to the kitchen sink, taking one long draw before turning on the faucet to douse the embers, then tossing the offending cigarette into the trash. She wore a pair of white linen pants and a pastel button-down, an outfit she wore almost every day, with a shirt changing shades until Labor Day, when she donned khakis or pressed denim. Never jeans, she'd said. Only boys wear jeans. Girls wear denim. Her copper hair was cut short and tossed with gel in a style Kate knew was supposed to look casual, but looked messy. I was downstairs shopping in your store for something to wear tonight, and I thought I'd come up and say hello. Did you find anything? Kate asked, already knowing the answer. Oh, I tried, but you have such trendy things, and it's all so expensive. I couldn't afford it even if I liked it. Well, then it's a good thing you don't like any of it. I know you have something in that closet of yours. It's not like this is some fancy dinner. But I want to make a good impression. Nicole glanced at the unopened letter, tapping her finger on its edge. Also, I wanted to check on you because I know what today is, and I know it's hard. Yes, 
Everyone fumbled to find the just right word for what the day was and what the day meant. And hard was as good a word as any other. Kate smiled. Thanks, Mom. Really. It's okay this year. Ah, she said. Love will do that. Do what? Make everything better. Kate laughed. You're funny. I've never said I'm in love. Well, dear Lord, you've been dating him for four years, and I can see it. And you've never asked us to meet anyone's parents. It's time, sweet pea. It is time to fall madly and terribly in love. Kate stood. Mom, Tara, and Molly are going to be downstairs any minute, and I've got ten million things to do before tonight, so hug me, then go home, pick out an outfit, okay?